Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, editor of NetflixLife.com, and I'm joined by my co-host and Fansided Entertainment Director Cody Schultz. WandaVision Season 1 has come to an end on Disney+. And so uh, to help you guys find something to watch, uh, we rank the top superhero shows on Netflix to stream after you finish up WandaVision. Before we get into that, I just wanted to mention Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on NetflixLife.com, you can subscribe by clicking the middle icon in the top right corner of the podcast player. Um, Cody, what are you watching this week? Um, to me, I'm still like trying to process the WandaVision finale. I'm like, it was so much to take in and just was like such a, I'm just speechless almost and like how to kind of put into words. No spoilers. Don't worry. We're not going to spoil the ending. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. This is a Netflix podcast. <laughs> and it's one of those things. It's like, I kind of wish like, I, I know Disney of course needed these temples, but I hate that they're not on Netflix. Like I, I hate having to subscribe to all of these streamers. Now it's like, I just want to go to Netflix. Can't everything be on that one place? Um, but while they don't have WandaVision, they do have a lot of great other superhero shows, which is like where I'll probably be throwing myself into for the next couple of weeks while we wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just you need that superhero fix and they have tons of superhero shows to enjoy on there. Yeah. And like tons of not only tons of shows, but like all these shows have so many episodes. I feel like <laughs> that like you'll be busy until uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out on the 19th. Yeah, there's that's that was my biggest downfall of WandaVision is only nine episodes. And they weren't yeah. like the later episodes, of course, were a little bit extended, but those early ones were only like a half hour. But you have to factor out that like three minutes of that was actually like the end credits. And so the episodes came in under half hour. So they were too short where all of these nice shows on Netflix are all like an hour long for the most part. They're like that <laughs> yeah. standard drama. So it's like you don't have to worry about like sitting in there and then being like, please stand by. Like I, that's my least favorite screen now is the please stand by screen. Yeah. Thanks for WandaVision. I know. Oh, man. I know. It's like the Netflix shows, like, as we'll mention, are like 40 to 60 minutes, maybe even more for some of them. So that's like pacing doesn't matter. Just length. That's what we're going for. You're, you just have to fill hours of superhero TV until the next Disney Plus show comes out at this point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited like today to be looking at the 10 best Netflix superhero shows uh, to watch. So why don't we kick off the list with the, the 10 through six picks? What are our first entries into the list? Yeah. So number 10, we've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that ended. When did that end? Do you remember? I believe it ended in 2020. Um, yeah. That was last year. Yep. Yeah. So that's number 10. We've got Luke Cage, uh, one of my favorite Netflix originals. Uh, uh, superhero shows at number nine supergirl at number eight uh seven is black lightning and six is dc's legends of tomorrow i know that's your favorite of those five yeah each of those five like have i'm i'm a sucker so i've seen all five of those of course but <laughs> yeah. i think what always makes legends of tomorrow like stand out when you're talking about superhero shows is they never take themselves too seriously like once like the first season was a little bit um less focused but once they kind of got into second season they just went in embrace the crazy which is fun for a superhero show like they're self-contained yeah. they pull all of these like tricks off and it's like each episode they really lean into the comedy which i think is fun as a superhero genre um because it's like yeah you want that like dark drawn you know there's certain characters that are just darker they like to brood and like this is such the opposite like it's just crazy some of the stuff like i don't think it's a spoiler to say like the giant blue like stuffed animal battling like this lizard like <laughs> monster demon thing like in a season like <laughs> only on legends of tomorrow would you get something so out there and crazy and it's just such a fun show it comes back for season six on may 2nd um right. it's been a long hiatus season for the show so i'm excited for it to come back 
which means we're probably won't be getting it on Netflix until maybe like the fall of 2021, just because of the uh, delayed schedule there. So we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, Legends is a personal favorite. Um, and you can't go wrong with any of the others either. Luke Cage, as you mentioned, being a favorite of yours is definitely another great one. One of those ones that it's a shame it ended like only after two seasons because of the Netflix yeah. deal going away with Marvel. It started so strong too. Luke Cage, like those first like five, six, seven, I think episodes, maybe even more than that of the first season were so strong like even like up there with any of the shows on the list i think but then it kind of like tapered off towards the end the second season wasn't quite as good as the first and then we had the whole netflix marvel debacle of i don't even know what year that was but when they just shut down everything and went their separate ways basically yeah and i think there people probably be shocked to see agents of shield and supergirl ranked a bit lower on the list but mm. i feel like the struggle there is unlike some of these other shows that have had like consistency it's taken them like they've had their ups and downs like agents of shield really didn't hit their stride until like the middle of its run those early seasons i i enjoyed them but they were a bit rough like you could tell they were still figuring out the pacing they were trying right. to tie too much into the marvel movies and once they kind of let that go and set their own stories that's when it really got better and then supergirl of course is kind of it's had its ups and downs of course it started on cbs then it moved to the cw in season two and it was like a completely different show you lost close to flockhart who was like a fan favorite as cat grant i still am hoping we get her back in the final season (laughs) one last cameo they have to do it the cw always works out the cameos except for i guess the pandemic threw that off a little bit for like supernatural and stuff but they they're good for a cameo i think speaking of returns would be a great way to kick off the top five with which yeah. is number uh, number five is Jessica Jones, which there's been a lot of buzz about this character returning um, to the MCU, which I feel like all the Marvel Netflix shows were somewhat adjacent to the Marvel movies. Like they made references, but there yeah. was never any direct correspondence. Like we never saw, you know, a Nick Fury or Captain America drop in randomly out of the blue. It was just like these vague references. to like, you know what happened in like downtown or like in like <laughs> yeah. a certain city. And the Green Man, I think yeah. that they called it at one point. It's like, all right, we get it. <laughs> And so, I mean, would you like to see, I think Kristen Ritter was like, phenomenal as Jessica Jones. So would you like to see her back? Yeah, I think so. It's like if they, if they want to go this route and bring the, the Netflix characters in, which I think is a good idea because it brings that like synergy across the whole MCU. Right. I think it, it makes sense. And I don't think realistically that there's like anyone who could play Jessica Jones as good as her. And like, it's now tricked my mind. Right. Like when I think of Jessica Jones, I don't think of anyone but Kristen Ritter. So I think that it would be a mistake because the character is so well known being on Netflix. There were millions of people that watched the show show if you're gonna introduce the character into one of these like disney plus mcu shows like it just makes sense to do it i don't know what about you though yeah it's kind of like you hit on like there's certain characters that you can't imagine someone else playing them after like I can't imagine anybody else being Iron Man after seeing Robert Downey Jr.'s portrayal. Like it's probably Mm. inevitable there. It'll happen maybe down the line, but she just played the character so well, like from her, you know, delivery of the lines, just her like overall performance, even like the look, like she looked like the character in the comics. Like they couldn't have done better casting, like matching up. Cause sometimes, you know, they go off and they take it in a different direction. I think what's going to be interesting is there seems to be a lot of buzz on whether she'll return in She-Hawk because of course that character is a lawyer, Jessica Jones, a PI. So there's kind of like that crossover. Over. I think that'd be a unique way to bring her back. And since She-Hawk's still one of those ones in development, it's not like there's like an urgent thing to where they have to still, you know, 
we think the rights have reverted back to Marvel by now. I know Kevin right. Feige is like, well, we can't con- you know, talk contracts. And it's like, we know if enough people are saying it, it's likely true. Um, so I hope, I hope we see Jessica Jones because the show was phenomenal on Netflix. Um, it's such like, a great watch and it's only three seasons, unfortunately, but it just is such a great like, tight season. It's good. I liked it. I think, should we jump to number four? Yeah. All right. So number four is Arrow. And this one, I think there's eight seasons, right? All of them on Netflix. If you're looking for a show that's like, you know, contained, but it's got tons of episodes, this would be my pick for sure. Yeah. Arrow is really one of those. I mean, it launched this whole franchise and it did it so well that the characters, I mean, it's a superhero show. So to say the characters are grounded always sounds like silly because it's like, well, they have all these superhero abilities, but of course, Oliver Queen doesn't have those. He's kind of like the Batman, like the side side step to Batman. He's got, you know, the greener of course is a lot of archery, uh, martial arts skills and all that. And so he's not necessarily a meta human or, you know, hero with these natural abilities. He's just a normal guy who's got all this training and then uses it to become this vigilant anti-hero i think the thing that always threw me off with arrow was the time jumps back and forth because it had that where it would like go from like the present to the backstory i think that was his only shortcoming for my end is like sometimes it was like too much because he starts on the island of course is how it begins yeah. like he was trapped on the island so that made sense <laughs> but then we kind of got further along and it was like oh he went off the island and it just got a little too oh, complicated yeah. are we going oh we're going back to the island this episode okay i get it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say have you noticed the cw is trying to change the name too yes like arrows end it and it's like it's the Arrowverse, and now they're kind of trying to change it to the cw verse because arrow isn't necessarily on what do you think about that i am completely against it i feel like even though the show's over this is what launched it everyone calls it the Arrowverse. the characters are still gonna pop up we've got david ramsey's gonna guest star in you know an upcoming season i think of the flash and so yeah it seems so to ditch it i think so too and it's like you have that like it's like the brand awareness like the cw verse i'd be like i know i mean i know what it is because like i pay attention to this stuff but like not every like random people you'd be like i don't know what that is but the Arrowverse is like as close to a household name in like tv superhero stuff as you could get and everyone like knows like it started with arrow then it was the flash and then they were like okay let's throw the book at this you know <laughs> anything from the comic books let's just do it at the cw because it worked so well and it was like We've got one like show for every day of the week. And like, that's what the Arrowverse was and is. And so I don't think that they need to change it at all. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It, when you say CW verse two, you just like think like the network is like a broad verse, which I would welcome a Riverdale and Flash like crossover. Like what would that yeah. even look like? Or, but yeah, I think Arrow, it, it paid its dues. It deserves to be like lived on for the rest of the Arrowverse's like time as the Arrowverse, which Speaking of like a newer entry, which moving to number three on the list is the Umbrella Academy, which is one I slept on a little bit. I was late to the game and been binging, but it's such a fun and like enjoyable show. It's out there, but it's just like a fun show. Yeah, it's like I think it's one of my favorite of I think. Let's see. I'm just looking at the list. I think this is my favorite of the list just because it's so like you mentioned, it's out there. I didn't, I don't know much about the comics where like, I know, you know, who the flash is daredevil. Like I've seen this in other, you know, movies, shows, comics, but like, I had no idea what the umbrella Academy was. And it's just so like weird and it doesn't make sense. But then it also is just like the characters are so rich and it's just like a fun, great show, I guess. Yeah, it really does. Brilliant. Like it's, confusing in a way like just with like playing with the time travel angle i feel like whenever you add yeah. like a time travel like element to it it can sometimes get complicated just to try to get your head around what that show's mythology is 
Right. But it's just like does such a perfect job of blending humor with the drama. Like some of the comedy scenes in there, it's just like, per- like you would think it was a comedy because they're just like so well acted. Yet then like at the click of the switch, the actors can go in like this whole dramatic monologue. And it's right. just so crazy. One thing in just watching it recently is the music is also like really like fun, like the way mm-hmm. they tied in, which I think you mentioned, you know, the comics creator was a musician. Yes. So it makes sense. But you don't really see that with the other superhero shows. Like, it's just general music. And it might help that, of course, it's Netflix that they can license these big songs. They got the dollars. Yeah, Netflix <laughs> Netflix is not, like, running to the bank for some loans. They have set themselves no. up. <laughs> what do you know about season three? Because, like, I just finished watching. I need answers. Like, when do we know? Is it already filming? Good news and bad news. Good news, season three is in production. It looks like, uh, based on the cast, started sharing photos around mid-February so that they just went back. The problem is, is that like, I know we've seen about 18 months between seasons of this show, you know, the, between the first and the second season. And I think that we'll probably have to expect something similar just because there's so many moving parts. Um, I don't know if it's like, you know, the, the CG that they're using and stuff like that is just, I think that it takes a long time and they want to do it right. I think that that's the main thing. You have to get all the stuff right. And the pandemic has made that harder So I think probably early 2022, probably we're looking at for season three. It could be later. I don't think that we'll see it at the end of 2021, simply even if it's ready, simply because there's so much Netflix stuff that's going to be coming out at that time, because they'll finally, hopefully, fingers crossed, caught up, you know, to where they were maybe before the pandemic. So that's that's my thoughts on Umbrella Academy season three. <laughs> yeah. And I think it also because it's a show that means so heavily into the special effects, like it's mm-hmm. got that big budget. I think that also uh, factor into it, too. They have to get through the budgeting um, or not the budgeting, the editing of like the screen and yeah. adding those special effects takes time. But number yeah. two is one that actually did just recently return, which is The Flash. Um, I think this is a fan favorite, whether you're watching it on Netflix or watching it re- weekly on The CW. I think it's just because The Flash is such a well-known and like fun character. Like, he's a superhero, but he's kind of like the underdog in like the comics. Yeah. Like, he's like your nerdy scientist kind of character. He's not, you know, I just I think that's what makes the character so enjoyable and likable. And it helps that Grant Gustin like was perfect casting for The Flash. Right. I think the downfall is season seven just premiered. So I don't foresee it coming to Netflix soon. Um, What are your thoughts there? When would you predict season seven coming? I would say like if we're lucky fall of 2021, I think it depends on if they do a big break like they're doing for Riverdale and All-American at the midseason, which is going to stretch out. So if The Flash does that and if they continue with like a 20 to 22 episode season, that's like a really long time. And so we're looking you know, fall at the earliest, who knows what their plan is. It's already renewed for season eight. And you'd think that they'd want to get back on track with a fall season eight premiere, but I just don't know if that's truthfully like really in the cards, you know? Yeah. I feel like the flash is such a great one. Like it makes sense for it to be number two. And it's always that fun thing among the Arrowverse fans is like, which is better arrow or the flash. Cause arrow of course started it, but the flash was like this huge hit from the beginning. Like I think it still has one of the CW's highest premieres like of all time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because the show's fun and it's not lost. Like there's been some darker things, but kind of like legends, they tie in that humor angle, which I think mm-hmm. works well for the flash. And they have such good chemistry. I think like Candace Patton is so good. And like with Grant Gustin, like together, West Allen, it's like everyone's favorite ship on the C- on the CW, except for maybe Bughead. I think that we'd have like pretty <laughs> strong contests between those two couples, but uh, we're running out of time. So we better move on to the top show. Drum roll number one is Daredevil. Surprised? <laughs> I 
feel like you can't have a list of the best Netflix superhero shows and not put Daredevil at number one. Right. This was, of course, that was the first series that kind of kicked off Netflix and Marvel's, you know, first deal. And it was one of those shows where it perfectly translated from comics to, you know, the television screen and I love the show. It was so well-written. The 10-episode season left you wanting more, but yet still fulfilled the storyline. And Charlie Cox was just like the perfect casting there, which I feel like we need more of him in the like, the Marvel-verse. Like, I can't imagine Daredevil coming into the MCU without Charlie Cox playing the role. Yeah, and there's some there's some rumors, right, that he's, that he's going to join Spider-Man 3. I don't know. Have we talked... We might have talked about these on the podcast. I don't know. Yeah, that would, if they do introduce Daredevil and it's not Charlie Cox, I think people will riot. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if the Spider Man 3 movie does introvert, introduce like the multiverse, which seems to be where we're leaning, mm-hmm. it would be like this huge moment just to have him transfer over into the show and like just suddenly join the movie franchise. And I don't know whether that would mean for the character, like if they would keep it or if they make any changes. Cause whenever you start throwing in like the multiverses and alternate universes, it kind of complicates things. Like we've seen on the flash, like all the different earth. It's so hard to keep track of things, but I feel like, it would be one of those moments fans would be watching in the theaters. If we're hopefully by then, like we're in theaters again, we'd be watching and be like, Holy crap, they pulled it off. And how did they keep it a surprise from us? I know. Do you think that they would ever do daredevil on Disney plus? Like they're going to do moon Knight and she Hulk and miss Marvel. Do you think they do that to me? It's like, I want to say yes as a fan, but I worry Mm -hmm. that daredevil kind of, it wasn't like a dark, like over gory or violent show, but the character is a vigilante who does, you know, go out and beat criminals. And like, it leans towards that more adult like audience, which I know Disney kind of walked that line of not wanting to go too adult with their content. I think WandaVision did a good job of kind of walking that balance. There were definitely some dark moments this season where you kind of have to like sit back and like, wait, what just happened? I think if it's more likely he'll pop up as like a secondary character in an existing one, which I feel like again, She-Hawk's a perfect pick just because they're both lawyer characters. So right. like they could easily tie them in to that just one. Like wave at each other. Across <laughs> yeah, the like they're working a case together and then suddenly yeah. they're like fighting bad guys on the street later in the night. But fingers crossed, because it, it's one I'd love to see back. Right. Well, we're almost out of time. So I'm gonna recap the top ten real quick. So we've got number 10, Agents of Shield, number nine, Luke Cage, number eight, Supergirl, number seven, Black Lightning. Number six, Legends of Tomorrow. Number five, Jessica Jones. Number four, Arrow. Number three, The Umbrella Academy. Number two is The Flash. And number one is Daredevil. Uh, That's all the time we have today, guys. Uh, New episodes of the Netflix Live podcast are released on Fridays and Mondays. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.